Good morning. I was uh, just thinking as uh, Zach shared this morning about their uh, celebrating one-year anniversary. I mean, August being the season for weddings and uh, therefore for anniversaries. Tracy and I celebrated our 26th wedding anniversary. I can only assume that you're clapping for her. (laughs) And the incredible patience and resolve that it would take to be married to me (laughs) for 26 years. (laughs) But it got me reflecting about the past. And many, many of you will be able to resonate with this in the early part of your lives. How sometimes it was a challenge to make ends meet. Anybody? Right? You know, trying to scrape together, make sure everything was balanced, paid. Fortunately, Tracy was always brilliant with this. She's frugal. She curbed some of my tendencies and kept us from starving to death or being homeless for 26 years. It's pretty impressive. One of the challenges that I found that went along with that was to reconcile limited resources with this biblical imperative that we should give. Anybody else? And if I have learned nothing over the last 26 years, one thing I have learned is there's never enough money. And yet the Bible tells us that we are to give. And I will confess to you that I have wrestled with that and probably my main coping strategy for that in the earlier years of my life was simple avoidance. Because I really didn't want to be made to feel guilty about the fact that I wasn't giving or wasn't giving generously. And I bet all of us here today have dealt with that to some extent. Maybe wrestled with it. And of course, the Bible in its entirety has so much to say about the subject. But today, we're focusing on the life of Jesus, as we've done in our our series over the past number of weeks through the summer. We're saying, you're never more like Jesus than when you... And we've looked at various aspects of Jesus' ministry, life, character. And the topic... I had for today was, you're never more like Jesus than when you give. So in spite of the fact the entirety of scripture has so much to say, I wanted to look very intentionally at Jesus and say, okay, Jesus, what is something that you can tell us? Now, that was a little hard, too, because Jesus talks a lot about money. The scripture is full of of references. But I found one just one in particular that I thought had something really significant that it would say to us. And if you want to take a look with me, it's found in Mark's gospel, chapter 12. And towards the end of chapter 12, we're getting down to about verse 41. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. 
Many rich people threw in large amounts. Let's just set a little context for this. We are in this story about halfway through the Passover week. The Sunday previous, Jesus had entered Jerusalem. A very familiar story for most of us. He has spent this week in the city. He's done a great deal of verbal sparring with the teachers and religious leaders as they've tried to trap him on different things. And somewhere in the middle of this week, he's in the temple and he has situated himself in this very specific space. In Passover week, this is a busy place. People have come from all over to celebrate Passover. The temple is bustling and full. People are coming into this specific area of the temple where uh, there were, I'm led to understand, 13 kind of trumpet-shaped receptacles where people could put in their offerings. And this was part of what people were there to do for the Passover, to give their offerings. And it was one of the areas in the temple where women were allowed. So we've got a busy, bustling place. Many people coming in and dropping in their offerings. And I'm imagining that there are some that are coming with, you know, their, their coins and and. I know when we were kids, I don't know if you guys ever did this, we had metal collection plates when we were kids. And sometimes when you'd have, you know, your, your, your change that you'd put in the offering, you'd be like trying to hit the edge where you'd get that nice cling, you know, ting, you know, like it was like a game, right? But I could almost imagine, you know, people throwing some handful of coins into their trumpet-shaped offering receptacle and maybe getting that nice resounding, you know, uh, gong or whatever the sound would be. And, and, and it would almost, you know, you know, it would be saying, hey, listen to how much money I just dropped in there. Right? But worse than that, we heard read earlier this morning from Matthew 6 when Jesus was talking about giving that there were some wealthy people who would have trumpets sound to announce their offering. And Jesus is saying, this is not God-honoring. If if you're looking for recognition, guess what? That's it. That's your reward. You got it. There's nothing more. <laughs> and this is the kind of atmosphere where Jesus has entered into. Matter of fact, in the previous verses here in Mark, he's even kind of had a little stab at those who love to put themselves in the place of prominence. Saying, no, this is not what it's about. So here he intentionally places himself and watches people putting in offerings. Verse 42, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. I've read differing things about how much money that represented. And I can't tell you for sure, but I would say they all agree it was minuscule. It was inconsequential. It was nothing but a few pennies. But Jesus calls his disciples to him and says, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. Which makes absolutely no sense from a mathematical point of view. But he explains, they all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything 
all that she had to live on. And Jesus uses this example of sacrificial giving. That sounds just like my phone. That's, that's what I was listening to just now. No. <laughs> I was getting it in stereo. Um, so that... That, that example that Jesus is giving of sacrificial giving and holding it up and saying, this is what we are to esteem. This is the example, the model. And this drives me nuts. I've said this to you guys before about Jesus. I mean, in the Old Testament, we had the tithe. It was the 10%. Right? That that was this is a standard people have often used it, say, as kind of a yardstick to measure by. And um and I looked at that, you know, again in my in in years gone by and said, I can't imagine how I could possibly give ten percent. It's just so hard to figure out how I can take ten cents off every single dollar and give. And then Jesus comes along and says, Actually the model I'm esteeming here is the widow who gives her last couple of pennies when she's got nothing else left to live on. It's one thing entirely to give out of your abundance. But it's something very different for you to empty your wallet when there's nothing else in the bank. <laughs> and this is the it's ridiculous thing that Jesus puts in front of us and says, now reconcile this. Sacrificial giving. What does it mean to sacrifice? I think in simple terms, you can say to sacrifice, to give sacrificially, probably means that you're going to give something that you would rather keep. So if I go and buy a new jacket for the fall and I donate my old jacket to the Salvation Army, that might be good stewardship, but it isn't sacrificial. And then we're left with this challenging question of, well, what does it actually mean to give sacrificially? And I think it's so hard to answer because I believe for all of us, it may look a little different because we've all got different means and we've all got different things that we value if we're going to talk about giving something that we would rather keep. And I think the reason that this is so challenging, the reason why, when you look at the Bible in its entirety, and particularly at the teaching of Jesus, the reason why he talks so much about money is because money, more than anything else, in terms of all of the potential things in this world that we can idolize, money is probably one of the most treacherous. Because money can fool us into this idea that we are self-sufficient. When we have enough, we can very easily get to the point where we are subconsciously relying on our own ability to provide and not on God? 
And that's why the example of the widow here is so powerful because she is demonstrating through action that she is trusting God to provide for her when she is willing to empty her purse, the last of what she has. And this, this idea of self-reliance, of self-dependence, is, is one of our enemy's greatest tools. It takes us back, essentially, to the garden. To, to these themes of self-sufficiency, of self-determination, of knowing what God knows, of actually taking the place for God, of God, in our own lives, because we can go out with the sweat of our brow, our two hands, earn the money, pay the bills, and provide for ourselves. That's why Jesus continually comes back and warns us. And it's why sacrificial giving is so hard, because sacrificial giving will remind us that we're depending not on ourselves, but on God. And that is one of the hardest challenges that I think that I've faced in the Christian life. And I think it's also important to remember that while money has that particular place, when we look at the life of Christ and what we're called to as believers, we're called to give more than just money. I think it's important for us to remember that we have been called to give of ourselves in our entirety. And I love the, the, it's a, a nice little alliteration that talks about giving in terms of our time, our talent, and our treasure. Right? Our treasure being that money, of course, our wealth, giving of our wealth. But, but Jesus demonstrates for us that we are also to give generously of our time. And if you've heard in terms of money, if you've heard the old saying, right, if you want to see what's important to you, just look at your checkbook. Now, most of us probably don't have checkbooks, or not as many as we used to, but you could look at your visa statement or your <laughs> bank account and say, what, what, what does this say is most important to me? I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that if they were to look at that really critically, they would say, hmm, apparently golf is really important to me. or whatever. Maybe for me it would be music. My wife would tend to agree based on what I've accumulated in our basement, but that's another issue. What's most important to us? In the same way with your time, if you were to look at your calendar, what would your calendar demonstrate that is most important to you? In our talents, we've all been given gifts and abilities and, and the and, and the fact is that we are called as followers of Christ to give generously of how we've been gifted. This is what we are called to. Nothing less than sacrifice to give. I know for me, to give sometimes of my time, that's something that I would sometimes rather keep for myself. I've confessed before how much I love my recliner. Yep. Total transparency here. There's times I would rather be sit, sitting home listening to a book, relaxing. But God says, no, I am calling you to give sacrificially of your time. 
of your talents, of your treasure. And we look to our, our Lord and Savior, and what do we see? We see the ultimate example of sacrifice, where Jesus' whole purpose in coming was to give of himself sacrificially on our behalf, that he modeled servant leadership. And ultimately, when we look to Jesus, we see the cross. We see him coming to give. To take that burden that was talked about earlier this morning. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to save communion for after the message. So that we could take this moment to think about what it means for us to give sacrificially. What would it look like this week if you were to pick an area of your wealth, your time, your talent, but if you were to pick one of those areas and and decide, yes, I am going to give sacrificially this week. It's not something that we do in our own strength, right? This is Holy Spirit-empowered work. If we're not relying on God, we're not going to be able to do it. But if we, if we truly believe that God is calling us to sacrificial giving, then it offers us this opportunity before the cross for self-reflection, self-examination to say, yes, Lord, I will respond and I am willing to listen to what your Holy Spirit is saying to me. So as I did previously, when I, when I talk about this this statement that we use to frame our message this morning. You're never more like Jesus than when you give. I would amend it again and say, you're never more like Jesus than when you give sacrificially. Amen? Worship team?